to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. prayer does everyone remember that uh do you want to put it up there guys and let's have a look at the lord's prayer matthew 6 9 our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's the, like, the version that we're going with. But today we're talking about forgive us our sins. So I guess to talk about forgive us our sins, we've got to talk about sin first because sin is real and it came into the world, the moment that Eve disobeyed, she took that fruit, sin was here and it's so ugly and heavy and awful and it, it just broke that thing that we had walking with God is broken and it's, it's just so ugly and sin is real and it's not grey like sin is just sin. If it's if it's sin, it, you know it's it's breaking. It's missing the mark. It's breaking the commandment. It's it's breaking the covenant. If you're not sure if something's sin or not, go to the word because it's extremely clear. And if you're still not sure, talk to a wise pastor. It's clear. Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." We missed it. We fell short. And so humanity is just in free fall in need of a saviour, in need of a solution. And thank God Jesus came. He came as a man. This is like 45-second gospel. Like It's quite a lot here, but we're just, <laughs> we're going to get to our thing. Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of grace. In him we have redemption through his blood. That moment on the cross changed everything. And we can be forgiven of our sins. The word forgive, forgiveness, it's like leave, leave it. Like just put it, like put it down. It's, it's left. There's the debt thing, forgive us our debt. You know, like what was owed is no longer owed. It's paid. It's, it can be used as like liberty or freedom, like you're, you're free of that thing that, that you've left it. And so we have this moment in this daily prayer, forgive us our sins. When we accept Jesus that very first time that we ask him into our heart and receive salvation, we are forgiven of our sins. But then every day, after that, we have this opportunity to say, forgive us our sins. And why is that? Get away. I've got to fly. I'm not just going crazy. Um, uh, 
Why is that every day? Because we receive salvation. I, you know, we can become the righteousness of Christ when we, when we walk with him and are in him. But we're still humans with flesh on earth and we, we, we make mistakes. We still keep sinning. Huh, we don't want to, but we do. And so it's every day, forgive us our sins. That clean slate. And sometimes something that you've done that you've received forgiveness for in the past, it kind of comes up again, you know, or just the awful memory of it or the pain of it. or the, It's like, no, forgive us our sins. Every day fresh, forgive us our sins. We receive this total clean slate. So the, the moment to do this, like it's, it's a moment of repentance in, in our daily prayer. And I pray the Lord's Prayer every day. I think mum must have taught us because I know this exact version like by heart. So this is obviously, but I, this is just how I pray the whole structure. It just works so well. And this moment is to come and allow the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin. Because sometimes you're like, okay, I know what is on the cards for this prayer. I know what we're talking about. But then other times you're like, oh yeah, like you forget that just nasty little thing you said or that stupid, you know, you're like, oh. Ugh. So you've got to let the Holy Spirit convict you of sin, which is different to condemnation. Conviction draws us closer to God. Condemnation pulls us away you know what I mean like he he does not condemn us but but we have to have a posture of repentance and and acknowledging the ugliness of sin even small stupid sin is sin and it's a it's a it's breaking the thing between us and God oh so we've got to have this moment of repentance to ask for forgiveness one of my lecturers at uni um did performance studies (laughs) sort of my training um, no but anyway she she did all this study on like performance studies and bodies in space and she looked at all this stuff about remorse and remorse in the criminal justice system because it actually has an impact legally on sentencing like if someone is sorry or not can impact if they go to jail for five years or 20 years which is crazy like that's in that's part of our laws of the land so she looked at like how do judges evaluate remorse? How do you decide if somebody is sorry or not? And what does that look like? And you know, it's really interesting because sometimes it's sort of obvious and everyone can just feel the, the, the pain of this, you know, some idiot kid driving drunk and the, they're so sorry and everyone can feel it and it's like, yeah, this, is a, this is a remorseful person. And then it's, sometimes it's not clear, you know, they're crying, but it's like, why, is this about you? Is this about the, you know, like, you know, and so you, you, you hope you, there's judges with wisdom and sort of the gift of discernment, but really at the end of the day, you can't truly know what's going on in someone's heart. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's not like, oh, well, they cried this much or they wept or they held this person, like they're sorry. It's just a hard thing and we don't, you know, we, we can kind of vibe it but you can't really. God looks at the heart and he sees it. He sees the heart. So the moment of repentance doesn't have to be like an hour and a half of like weeping and wailing. And it, but, but it is, it, there's, a, there's a genuine surrender in that moment. There's a, there's a realness. You can't, you can't fake it. You don't have to tick boxes with God. It's, it's just there. And maybe it, it, it's got to take a minute or two or a few to kind of get there. Or maybe it's, it's just 
straight away you're like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And in that posture of repentance, we receive total forgiveness. Beautiful, true, outstanding forgiveness. Clean slate. And I thought it's interesting that it's, it's there in the prayer. Like, we got, there's quite a lot that goes on before we get to forgive us our sins. Like, we've even, you know, it's like, Lord, you're good. You know, we declare and your kingdom come. And then even, like, give us this day our daily bread. Like, we're asking to receive things before we've even, and then it's like, forgive us our sins. Like, and I, I thought that, I asked God, I'm like, that shouldn't, I'm like, Lord, shouldn't your prayer, just some feedback, shouldn't this be at the beginning? Like, shouldn't you sort of deal with this at the start? Forgive us our sins, right, clean slate, now we pray. I'm like, why is it here? Why, why have you done it like this? And he said, that's how good I am. He's just good. This is not a formula. You can't tick the box and be like, right, now I did my thing. Yep, great. Okay, so I'm forgiven. Great, now we get to receive daily bread. It's like, this is all just because he's good. That's how good he is. As Byron would say, he's ridiculously good. Ridiculously good. Um, He is ridiculously good. That was a terrible Byron. I needed to be more hippie, surfy vibe. (laughs) The surfiest guy who doesn't surf. (laughs) You should just get a board and walk around Evoca because people would buy it. Yeah, they'd be like, That's, that guy's legit. Like, is that Kelly Slater? No. Um, he's ridiculously good. That's how good he is. He's so good. He's like, tell me what you need. Let me give you your daily bread. Let me, let's spend time together. Let's work through, let's pray. And now at this moment, forgive us our sins. And he does. So this whole thing, it's not a formula. It's not like a, it's, it's just a guide. You know what I mean? It's not a transaction. And sometimes something's really glaring and you want to kind of pray it right at the start. <laughs> like you got to deal with the thing and then you can pray the Lord's Prayer, I find, you know, like it's not like this perfect prescription, but it is a, it's a beautiful guide and it, it's, it exists like this for a reason because he's so good. So, yeah, and I guess the other point of that is that like, sin's not the main thing that he sees in us. It's not the first thing that he sees. He, he loves us so much and cherishes us so much that he's not like, we're not defined by our sin when it comes to God. He sees who we are meant to be. You know, like we've got this eight-month-old baby. She's so cute, but she cries sometimes and it's annoying. But I would, I'm not like, how's Junie? Oh, she cries a lot. Like she's very annoying when she cries. Like... Okay, like the main thing that I see, the main is all the great, gorgeous, cute things about her. And then it's like, oh yeah, she's a bit, she could be a bit whingy at 5 p.m. Like, that's okay. Like, that's not sin, by the way. I'm not saying that, you know, she's fine. <laughs> uh, everyone's like, oh, it gets easier. It's getting harder. I feel like, have, like the newborns were easy. Now it's getting harder. I don't know. Everyone's like, it gets easier. It doesn't. It gets harder. Just so you know, I don't know why people say that to you. They're lying. Um, but still good though. She's great. So forgive us our sins. And again, we've got this our thing. Forgive us our sins. Weird. Interesting. Can you pray forgiveness for somebody else's sin? Well, you kind of can. Daniel did. He confessed his own sin and the sin of the nation. He says, now while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel. 
like, that kind of puts an interesting slant on the whole us and them thing. Like, we can be quite grieved by some of the things that go on in a nation or in our history or in, you know, there's some really ugly things even in our policy. Like, that doesn't have to be this dividing line so much as, forgive us our sin, Lord. Like, and sometimes sin isn't, you didn't do it and it wasn't against you, but there's just a proximity that is really painful. You know, you can just feel the weight of sin, maybe someone close to you and it just, it's so heavy. Like you can feel the, you can, you can take that burden to the Lord. You can pray, forgive us our sin. Like, I don't know exactly how that works as far as if they're repentant or not, but there is a forgive us our sin there. We can take these burdens to the Lord. He's that good. So don't take away the our thing. Remember, that's all the way through this prayer. And then we get to this crazy bit. Forgive us our sin. As we forgive those who sin against us. As we. At the same time. As we forgive. Forgive us as we forgive those. And it's kind of almost baffling. Like there's a few ways to look at it. As we, like as far as a timeline point of view, like at the same time, as you're forgiving me, I'm forgiving those around me. I'm, I'm forgiving. It's this sort of daily action of both. But also as we from like a qualitative, quantitative kind of in the same measure with the same level of grace, so I'll forgive those around me. That, that kind of bigness and craziness. And this is everywhere. Like Jesus shares the Lord's Prayer, right? The prayer. And then the next verse in Matthew, he goes back to the forgiveness piece and says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is Matthew 6, 14. If you do not forgive others their sin, your father will not forgive your sin. That's, cr- that's crazy. If I said that without a verse to back it up, you'd be like, girl, that's, where's your theology? That's, that's not right. Can't say that. I can because Jesus said it. That's crazy. Why are these things so linked And this is all through. There's so many verses in the New Testament about it. Forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Bear with each other. Forgive. There's heaps of verses like this. Why are these things linked? Why is the God of gods, the, the, the perfect Father in heaven, forgiving an earthly, fleshy human, sinful person, why is that? the same or like equal or as important as me, a fleshy, sinful human, forgiving another fleshy, sinful human? Why does that matter as much as this? Because when we forgive somebody else like that, when we show that great, true forgiveness, like like slate wiped clean, the debt is paid, I don't, you don't owe me anything, it's over, love keeps no records of wrongs kind of forgiveness. That is Christ alive in us. That is a picture of grace in our heart. When Christ is alive in us on that level, that kind of reckless, crazy, doesn't make sense kind of grace, kind of love, that 
that's him alive in us. And that's how we then receive forgiveness of our own sins because we're receiving Christ, because he's alive in us. They hung him on a cross. They mocked him and beat him and whipped him and let him die and watched him die laughing and, and mocking him while he, while he hung on a cross, bleeding and, and mocked and broken. And he said, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. That was one of the last things that came out of his mouth. Jesus alive as a man. After they did that to him, he said, forgive them. They know not what they do. That is the kind of grace that we are called to with one another. That kind of crazy grace. That's crazy grace. People are so awful. They hurt us so bad sometimes. I'm not, this doesn't mean that sin doesn't hurt. It's not like, oh, just forgive them. It hurts so much sometimes. You put yourself out there. You love someone. Sometimes it's a, it's a family. It's a parent. They were supposed to be there for you and they weren't. And that, that's not okay. That's sin. That's not okay. But that is the kind of crazy grace and reckless love that we are called to. That is how Christ is alive in us. That is how we walk with Jesus alive on the inside. That's what He bought. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us. That's what He bought for us. That is total freedom. We're talking about freedom. That's how you get free. That's how you get free. Because some stuff is so heavy. It's so much. It's too much for us to carry. I, 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 don't, I don't pretend to get, you know, like some people, I know some people have been through a lot. But Jesus took it all on the cross and he took it all so that we could receive forgiveness of our own sin and so that we could forgive those around us that's that's the love of Jesus alive in us I read there's this project it's called the forgiveness project and they just collect stories of forgiveness because it's a totally secular foundation but they just saw that there's like something really potent in people's stories when there's real forgiveness. So it's just so full, like all, you know, the Nazi guards with the, like the full, it's crazy stories. This is one from um, Scarlett Lewis. She lost her son when he was six. He was killed at Sandy Hook, which was a mass shooting in in 2012 at at school. She sent him off to school and he got shot. And a social worker came to her house a few days after and said, like, I know how it feels. I lost my son. I'm here to tell you that the pain will never get better. And she just decided in that moment, she said, that is absolutely not going to be my journey. She said, I chose the path of forgiveness. She said, initially, it felt like the shooter was attached to her, like an umbilical cord, this... Like she's so linked to this thing that just took all her energy and the anger and the pain of it. And she said, forgiveness felt like I was given a big pair of scissors to cut the tie and regain my personal power. Together with her older son, they've started this foundation called the Choose Love Foundation in honour of her boy. And it's just, there's so much glory. Like that's how she got free of the pain of that. And it's a constant thing too. Like she said, you know, it started with a choice and then 
it became a process. There's no neat ending, you know. Sometimes like a fresh wave will just hit you and it's like, I'm putting it, I'm cutting that cord, I'm laying that, leave it, you know, the forgiveness. Like I'm putting it away because I don't, I don't have to be tied to that. She said forgiveness is central to my resilience. And we know this because it's all through the word. Like that's why we're so implored to receive forgiveness and to give it, to walk in it, because God knows like that's how we live a joyful, free, buoyant life. It doesn't make sense. No one has more of a right to be angry than this woman. But but she knows that there's power in her act of forgiveness and and it's a supernatural power. It doesn't make sense. But the, but when love abounds, grace abounds, that's where we find peace. And it is a constant thing, you know, like you keep putting yourself out there. That's part of the love is to keep being vulnerable. Peter said to Jesus in Matthew 18, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Just like, just like times, times, like it just means sort of like forever, like this cycle, just, just keep forgiving. And you know, you got to, the Bible also says guard your heart, like you want to be wise about how you maneuver relationships, but there is a freedom in loving and don't sort of hear yourself say, all right, that's the last time I get her like that. That's the, I'm not, it's like, well, maybe it's not. Maybe we just keep loving and we just, uh, we keep putting ourselves out there. We keep being vulnerable because that's what Jesus does for us. Every single day we pray, forgive us our sins. He's like, again, today, what did you do? Like every day, didn't we just talk about this yesterday? It's been 22 hours. Are you serious? Like, but the love abounds, the grace abounds, like every day. And that's how we are in our relationships. It's just like, again, uh, 77 times I forgive you and I love you. And we, we have to let this stuff go. I'm, you know, we're talking about big, hard, heavy hurts here. But we're also talking about those funny little niggly ones because they can really get in the tiniest stupidest little stuff but you don't forgive you don't let it go it festers that's gross I got in trouble the other day because I put tuna water in the bin I didn't I don't eat tuna I didn't know what the rules are (laughs) but I started giving Junie tuna she loves it so it's so gross it's like giving her cat food but whatever she loves it (laughs) It's good for her. And so I'm like trying to do the tin and like put the water in the bin. And Caleb's like, well, put the water in the bin. That's a big no-no, guys. Put it down the sink because obviously it festers in the, in the bin. That's gross. I mean, you could just take the bins out. I don't know. It's just an idea. Just take the bin out quicker. Um, but, you know, it can really fester. These tiny little stupid little tuna water things that someone does against you, you're like... That stung. That really stung, you know? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, the, you know, these tiny little things that stink. Look, there's a lot of really dark things in this world, but there is no creature more vicious than a year nine girl, of which I have been one and have endured many. I actually think this was in year eight, but I was trying to, this is, like, the dumbest thing ever. But 
I'm walking home from school and my friends who I usually walked with weren't with me for whatever reason. And then I saw these two girls in my year who I wasn't friends with, but we were friendly, so I thought. So they, I sort of slowed down to be like, oh, hey, like, hey, should we walk? So we were like walking home together. And then we just went like, you know, the length of this auditorium, like not very far. And then I was like, oh, my shoes. And I just got to untie my shoe. So I do my shoe and I stand up and they've run away. They just like got away from me. Like, oh, the moment of like, I didn't know they didn't like me. I didn't know they didn't want to walk with me. I was just being like normal and friendly, I thought. But it's like, oh, I see what's happened here. Oh, no, I'm like that guy that's like, oh, she's walking with us. We want to get away. Oh, shoot, quick, run. Like that is so brutal. That's savage. This is what I mean. There's no rules with a year nine girl. You can't do that as an adult. You can't just run away from people you don't like. That's psycho. You just endure them. Not in year nine. You do whatever you want. It's the jungle. There are no rules. <laughs> so they just ran away from me. So then I had to walk the same path the whole way home, watching them 10 meters in front of me, just being like, they hate me. I don't know why. What did I do? Apparently, you know, like that's brutal. Anyway, that's the tiniest, dumbest thing ever. But you've got to kind of deal with that. You actually have to forgive people, even for silly because they're actually not silly. Sometimes they really hurt. And I can share that story because it has no, I don't feel it any, I mean a little bit actually. It does, <laughs> it's there when you really relive it. But you know, if you're not careful, you can start to, you can use things to tell yourself a story about yourself that's not even true. You can, it's amazing how we remember that and not the dozens of times I walked home with people that actually liked me. You know, like, and you're like, oh, oh, people just don't like me. I'm one of those people that don't want to, people don't want to walk home. You know, you can really build a narrative that's not true. It's not real. You've got to let go of stuff and forgive stuff so that you're moving forward as a person, as an adult, that you don't letting stuff fester, you know? So it's the, it's the big stuff you've got to deal with, but it's all the tiny little stupid things that aren't actually that tiny and little and stupid. You know what I'm talking about? And and you think it's gone. You think you're fine. You think, yeah, we're good. It's co- I'm over it. Be very careful about it. I'm over it. Because that just means I'm not currently thinking, are you over it? Like, get to a, I'm serious. I mean, I know it's silly, but it's real. Like, get to a place of true forgiveness in your heart. It says in Mark eleven twenty five. just got to get my breath. It's very hard to go back to year nine. <laughs> I'm so grateful I don't have to. Okay, um, Mark 11:25. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. I, it's such a good opportunity. Like maybe in that 24 hours, someone's really hurt you and you've got to forgive. But maybe it's just some memory of something that just come. If you hold anything against anyone. Oh, I'm so determined to let it go. I'm so determined. I'm not, you may be surprised. I'm not friends with those girls right now. We moved, we had, we took separate paths, but I'm so glad that I don't feel a little, you know, I see them at Erin, like, oh, you know, like I'm so, it's, I'm letting that go. I, you know, the weird, I'm driving along the other day and I just, you know, you just remember the, I'm like, oh, this stupid little dispute with about a coffee grinder. And I'm like, oh, that was, he was so dodgy to take that coffee grinder. That was dodgiest little. And I'm like, no, I'm so ruthless about, I refuse, I am forgiving that person now again because I, I, I refuse to carry it. I refuse to let that fester in my heart. 
Get it out of there, church. You don't, this is what this is about. Every day, a clean slate. Do you know how good that feels to walk? I don't have anything against anyone. That's how we're called to live. I don't have anything against anyone. That's freedom, man. And you can't get there on your own. You can't, oh, I'm over it. Okay, no, no, it's fine. I'm over it. You've got to get there in your heart through the Holy Spirit. It's not always easy, but it's absolutely critical. So we take a ruthless inventory because the enemy will take any opportunity he can to split us up, to divide us. It's, in John it says, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. When we love one another, that's how the world knows that we're Christians. So of course the enemy's going to take any little tiny opportunity to divide us, to break these things. In Proverbs it says, love prospers when a fault is forgiven. But dwelling on it separates close friends. Don't dwell on the fault. Love prospers when we forgive it. It's an, actually an opportunity when you, that's how these relationships get tested, you know, but it's an opportunity for grace and love to manifest in that moment. You actually walk out stronger when you forgive someone. You actually can be closer. I think for real reconciliation, there needs to be repentance. There needs to be an apology and forgiveness you know, like that's how you can really rebuild and move forward. But, but you don't always get an apology. You don't even get an acknowledgement. And even then, we're called to forgive because, because we can let it go, because we can be stronger. And sometimes you're like, I'm going to talk to them about it. That, that, sometimes you've you got to do that. You actually need to. But other times it's like, I'm letting it go. I'm just letting it go. You know, so that's why we have this every day because the Holy Spirit can help us to manage our relationships and, and you can know, I've got I to gotta talk to my brother about that. I mean brother spiritually or real brother, you know. But like really work it out in the spirit. That's what this moment is for. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. That's what Jesus said. This is the words of Jesus. Forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you. We take every opportunity because at the end of the day, love keeps no records of wrongs. God's not keeping a tally. He's forgiving us fresh, clean slate every day when we come to him. That's, that's miraculous. And that's how we can walk in our relationships with one another. Real and vulnerable and just love abounds. Grace abounds. Finally, in Colossians 1 verse 13, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son, of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. We've been talking about kingdom culture. This is the kingdom culture that we get to live in. Forgiveness, a clean slate every day. Don't miss this opportunity, church, every day to get on your knees before him and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal what's going on, to repent of your own sin and to forgive those around you. Every day, a clean slate. That's what Jesus bought. That's what he died for. That's the glory that we get to walk in. Praise God.
hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Cheese.